You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel San Angelo and Trey Harris. gives you chills you are in fact a child of the 80s and you are listening to the right podcast because this is 80s revisited talking about the last starfighter one of my personal favorites as 90 percent of the movies we do on this damn thing are <laughs> however i am of course trey harris i'm daniel san angelo and the last producer jesse sedgley yes i am and technically you're the only you're the first last and only producer right but anyway, of course, Last Starfighter. He's my first, last, and only. Or as some might call, 80s version of Ender's Game. Spoilers, if you ain't read the book. Well, not spoilers, but... Excuse me. I had a, do- I had a refreshing Dr. Pepper. <laughs> but if, you, if you're familiar with having seen... I haven't seen Ender's Game yet, the movie, but I've read the book a while back. So I know the story. And watching this after, for the first time, having read the book, or remembering the book, I should say, I was like, it's pretty much the same thing. Mm. In a in a way, of course, people who know what I'm talking about understand that. But if you ain't read it anyway, moving on. Last Starfighter uh, released. This is funny too because did you notice the dates? Uh, we did Karate Kid last week. It came out June 22nd, 1984. Three weeks later, July 13th, 1984, mm-hmm. The Last Starfighter. What a summer! No shit. One of the greatest summers ever. Mm. Aside from that, what was it? 86 that we did where we had like that stretch of movies that were all in like the summer of 86, 86 or 85. I'll have to go back and listen to one of our previous, you know, 70 episodes uh, to find that. Anyway, uh, IMDb, 6.5, criminally, 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 criminally low. <laughs> criminally, criminally low for such a great movie. Uh, however, Rotten Tomatoes, critics, 75%, looking better. Audience, 69%. <laughs> uh, anyway, estimated $15 million budget, and it shows... Uh, opening 6.1 domestic gross nowhere near the peak of its predecessor the Karate Kid uh, that we did last week and released three weeks before it uh, its domestic gross only reached 28.7 uh, wait a second oh I didn't take the rentals off that's I didn't have the rental information but I left it on from the Karate Kid mm-hmm. but I'm sure on my rentals alone at Movie Land Video in Walker Louisiana millions upon millions of dollars were put in the pockets of this film company uh there's a lot of interesting things about this movie, uh, starting with the director, Nick Castle. Uh, you probably don't know who that is, Daniel. Nope. But you have seen him in a role, an iconic role, from one of our Halloween horror hootenanny films. Do you happen? Is it Halloween or something? Well, I'm sorry. We did Halloween, too. He was in the first. He was Michael Myers in the first Halloween, which I do show the flashback in the beginning. So, yeah, he was in Halloween, too. <laughs> <laughs> Briefly. 
Uh, but yeah, the original Michael Myers directed this film. Wow. And that's not the only Halloween series connection we'll get to in another one in a second. But he also directed Major Pain. Uh, he also performs in John Carpenter's band, the Coupe de Vils, who did the theme song for Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, Boo! Fuck you! If there ever was an alien race that needed somebody who hated Big Trouble in Little China, you would be their last Starfighter. Yeah. That's right. I would be their first pick to not choose. Right. For my passion. You would be the leader of the other guys. Yes. <laughs> I'll be the Emperor Zer. <laughs> Destroy them for not liking this movie. Uh, but anyway... It also should be noted that he also wrote he I mean he's well versed does a lot of different aspects I mean he's not I mean he, he, of course his acting in Halloween was he got that job because John Carpenter liked the way he walked oh you know I which like the I like the way you walk I like the way you walk boy but anyway uh, he also wrote the screenplay for Hook one of my favorite movies of the 90s I think it was in the 90s I'm pretty sure I had to be watched a little bit so. of Hook two days ago it was on TV is that mm-hmm. when you watched it yep me too flip the channels it was on the part where it was Rufio oh, I've Rufio. never watched the whole thing what I watched like the last 15 minutes I need to add I need to find my 90s revisited mm-hmm. list to add that one to all it. the time Andrea was like <laughs> Andrea was like pissed that, that I've never watched Hook well it's funny too because like uh, I, until I watched it on TV I think I want to say it was over the weekend actually yeah it was right before clicks uh, it was on Sunday I want to say uh Anyway, that was the first time I'd even seen it, probably since VHS, because I had the VHS. Uh, and I was just like, God, I ain't seen this movie forever. And it was still, Robin Williams is still great. Dustin Hoffman is amazing in that film. Uh, again, it's not 90s Revisited, but uh, it's a re- it's still a really good movie. Uh, Spielberg, One of Spielberg's better uh, attempts, uh, or one of his better childhood movies. In fact, I would go as far to say as I like Hook better. I enjoy Hook better than E.T. I can watch Hook and I did watch it a shit ton more than I ever I'm watched E.T. I'm not a huge fan of E.T. E.T.'s a good movie, but it's I can't rewatch it. it I, that, I, uh, I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's an iconic, and it's a, don't know, it's a great movie, but it's just like, I just can't watch it again. You know, I, I know I know what happens at the end. So it's, next week on 80s Revisited. We do not watch E.T. <laughs> again. But anyway, uh, he also wrote Escape from New York, which will be covered shortly on the podcast as well so Nick Castle I like this guy he does a lot he's well versed he's he's sort of like a Jesse Sedgley does you know well does some music does some writing does some directing he's extraordinarily uh, however this film right. was written by Jonathan Boutel he also wrote I think an underrated 80s film not one of my favorites but I remember watching it and thought thinking it was cool having only seen it once in the 80s what is this playing on this screen right now it's just an ad okay. before a video gotcha just, don't it, sweat it it's just a cat Badly animated talking. Right. Guy and it completely drew my attention away. Sorry, guys. YouTube people saw my eyes stray, but... Yeah, YouTube people. And that's actually a watch battery. I mean, a, a watch. Digital watch. They just stuck on his collar there. Uh, YouTube people can not see it either. <laughs> this facing me and not the camera. But I love how many South Park references are in this movie. <laughs> you mean how many last Starfighter references are in right. South Park? No. No. I meant the other way. <laughs> Because of course, also South Park's Team from America, the, from the, the clip we just watched, yeah, yeah. they borrowed that. Because Matt and Trey America. know their shit. Well, they love this movie, of course, obviously. <laughs> In fact, they should make remake it as a musical with it's puppets, completely. <laughs> <laughs> shot for but, shot. But anyway, uh, the writer Jonathan Butel also wrote uh, a movie called My Science Project, which was from the one time I saw it in the eighties. It was a big deal when I, I watched it because I was like. I don't know, maybe six, seven, I want to say. I don't remember the exact Stuff age. But it was PG-13, so it was like, you know, I actually kind of, I got away with renting a PG-13 without my mother being present. So it was like, 
mom's like listening to this right now like oh my god my child's a criminal (laughs) 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 a little excessive but (laughs) you don't know these days youtube knows i motioned a gun at my throat and shot and blew his brains out out. insinuating my mother's suicidal (laughs) and that i would rent a pg-13 movie when i was not of age right but it should also be noted that 80s alumni plays the main character alex uh lance guest of course he was on the podcast on jaws 4 and actually our Halloween Horror Hoot Nanny Halloween 2, that second... Uh, actually, excuse me, I'm mistaken. There are three Halloween references. There's Ooh. actually a reference... There's a person from Halloween 1 in this film, a person from Halloween 2, and a person from Halloween 3. So, interesting. <laughs> actually, you will next year, because, I yes, that's right. It's not even motherfucking Thanksgiving yet, but I am teasing next year's Halloween Horror Month. It is a month of threes. So think about that for the rest of the year. <laughs> but obviously, Halloween 3 is one. <laughs> so there's one. But uh, yeah, anyway, moving on. Uh, but uh, Lent's guest was, uh, again, in Halloween 2. Uh, but the connection to Halloween 3 is actually Dan O'Harely, who was Grig, a great character. I love that character in this film. Uh, but he was, you might remember him from the podcast previously as the old man from RoboCop. The, uh, not Dick Jones, but uh, the, uh, the owner of OCP. You know, the one he has, he has Robocop in the end, like, not shooting, son, what's your name? The old, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Just making sure. Uh, very distinctive voice. And in fact, I didn't realize that was him until I IMD beat it because I knew I recognized that voice and I couldn't place it. And unfortunately, he's no longer with us. Uh, but of course, he was in Robocop and also he's the connection to Halloween 3. Uh, Catherine Mary Stewart was Maggie. You might remember her from such 80s classics as Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Mm. I've never watched Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, wait till the summer. I just think it's <laughs> we'll funny. We'll do it around the summer. Like summer the last movie, sure. the main chick is Allie. And this, this one's is Maggie. Maggie. <laughs> Which is the name of? My dog. <laughs> Lovely little So influenced chihuahua. by these movies. I'm telling you. You didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. You didn't even see it and you knew it. Uh, and also the 80s cult classic, Night of the Comet. And running out the principal cast, Robert Preston was Centauri. He was an older, obviously an older gentleman. Uh, he was in, more in uh, some movies, older, much older movies. It's going to be such as The Music Man and How the West Was Won. So, Daniel, you have never, ever seen this movie. Not one second. You, you didn't even hear about it. didn't even know any, anything. I, I knew the name. The name. That was roughly That's about it. it. Yeah. Couldn't so, even told you what it was about. I mean, you would assume that it's about a starfighter and of the last one. Yeah, pretty much. Name. Yeah. <laughs> Just make it sure. But anyway. It's what about if, a black hole. Having <laughs> <laughs> never seen in. it before. <laughs> what did you think of The Last Starfighter? I went into this movie not thinking I was going to like it, but I, I think it was pretty good. Oh, my heart. <laughs> oh, my God. It's one other one of those. I'm so happy. Um, Go on. <laughs> like, like at the beginning of it, I was like, yeah, I wonder what's... Yeah, where's gonna, this going? Yeah. And then it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it goes way the hell out there, but... Uh, I like the whole like when he, when he actually lands on what is a certain name uh, of the place in the end or like the base the base I forget what the base is the planet was Rylon anyway when he like it, we had just watched it when he yeah. showed him kind of getting his gear and stuff and getting ready and all the speech I my favorite character is Beta yeah the Beta yeah the Beta <laughs> unit <laughs> he's my favorite character <laughs> on the movie um, Grig is really cool mm-hmm. good that's a guy you'd like to have a drink with yeah like if one of those are good you know watch a sports game with them or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, special effects were fantastic for the time. I mean, for, Even I mean, right now, you're like, 
it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still, and it should be noted uh, that this was the very first movie ever to where all the special effects were done on a computer. Oh. Aside from the makeup and explosions, mm-hmm. everything, all uh, obviously as you can tell when watching mm-hmm. it, all the the arcade machine, everything in space, all computer generated, and mm-hmm. it was the first one ever to do that. I like I like the main character in general. Mm-hmm. I like I like how he acts. I think he's got a, a good little look to him. Uh, his brother starts early with the Playboys. God dang. <laughs> Balls hadn't even dropped yet, and he's working on the Playboy. But, um, and there was something about uh, Maggie that I think she's really pretty. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it... She's kind of... I don't mean to homely me, in a bad way, but I mean, she's very To me, she looks normal, like, if that makes any sense. She looks like a, a little... A more attractive... Um, oh, shit. I forgot her name. Shh. It'll come to you. What was she in? Hold that thought. Yeah, I'm going to hold it, and I'll come back to it. God dang. Hey, I just had it, too. You'll anyway, I, I find her attractive, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad but, you liked it. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. I uh, didn't... Oh, I watched it all in one, so that lets you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Couldn't, right couldn't put it down like a good <laughs> book. I'm definitely glad to hear that, because... Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> But uh, this after is I, after I finish it. And, this is honestly, I can't say for sure, but this is probably the movie that made me a diehard, like more so into video games, more so than just you know, mm. not more so than beating Mario or or just shooting ducks and duck hunt, but getting that high score, hoping that some hunter would appear and say, "You've killed the most ducks. I need you for a mission. You are <laughs> the last duck hunter." <laughs> she looks like a better version of Amanda Peet. Ah. That to me, I could see that more attractive. Mm. But anyway, I would okay, agree with go that. Ahead. But yeah, uh, I mean, I, I distinctly remember going to. The, of course, people listening, unless you're from Baton Rouge, will have no idea what I'm talking about. I mean, I, would, I remember going to the Bon Marche, old Bon Marche Mall, and sit. They had that was the only place in town that had the old Star Wars arcade machine where you would sit in, and it was you know two color, vector graphics, you know, just black screen with blue lines, <laughs> and I would sit there and play that and like. I was never more focused than when I was playing that game after having seen this movie. Because, yeah. you know, it when mattered. You're, in my young mind, I had to get that high score. I had to be, my initials TRE had to be on there. I was like, Costanza on Frogger. I had to have it. <laughs> I had to get my na- initials on there because that was, of course, when the arcades were around, that, that was virtual immortality. There's, and I'll tell you what, every time, every, that AAA dude, <laughs> he was number one on every game. <laughs> Or at least in the top ten every time, except on the Capcom machines. It was always a CAP dude. I wish I could have fought against one of them and see what would happen. They were, they were I was actually at one time number two. That they could have had the power go out. I don't know. I mean, how. That, and honestly, that's what would happen sometimes. But uh, I was number two at the uh, Grand Cinema or Oak Cinema Eight at, a, at Tekken Two for a little bit. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Probably in the span of a week. Why? The best thing I've ever done. <laughs> My greatest accomplishment. <laughs> No, but when I went to LSU, uh, of course, in the Union, in the bottom of the Union, they have the bowling alley, and they have pinball, little pinball area, and then they have arcade games. Uh, the biggest, big arcade game at that time was Soul Calibur Two, which, I'd, you know, there's always not to be racist, but there was always some Japanese kid on it that would kick everybody's ass, because you know Japanese people can naturally fight in reality and virtually. It's, it's know, true. At least that's what. You also, know, they're more hardcore towards their video them. games in general. Like a mouse. <laughs> but anyway, so like uh, I'll gravita- at college, I gravitated more towards the uh, the shooters, uh, House of the Dead, uh, Time Crisis. Oh, the actual pick yeah, up the gun, yeah. like the uh-huh. Aerosmith one. Yeah, 
<laughs> which they did have there, as a matter of yeah. fact. Area 51. Revo- wasn't it Revolution? Or? Revolution X. X, yeah. Yeah, Area 51. <laughs> it was so bad. T2 also yeah. had one. Uh, and then uh, they, the greatest thing they had, they had Lethal Enforcers 1 and Lethal Enforcers 2 right next door to each other. Hmm. And those were like 25 cents. So on my Operation breaks, Wolf, that was an old one. Oh, that was really old. <laughs> the Segan Village Theater used to have that one uh, and Lethal Enforcers. But uh, I would go in, I'd take my two, instead of spending 50 cents on Soul Calibur 2, I'd put one quarter in player one, one quarter in player two. Oh. I'd, I'd double gun that shit. Wow. And, and Hardcore. By the, Deadpool over I can here. say, in all honesty, by the time I left LSU, number one on Lethal Enforcers 1. Oh. And two. Ooh. But of course, I never saw any other person playing those machines, <laughs> except some kid putting the gun on the screen trying to shoot things. Like my dad in Duck Hunt. Yeah. You think it's still there? Probably not. Those machines probably aren't even still there. I just went there yesterday. I'm gonna have to check next time I'm there. They were in the. They were to the right. Well, they redid the whole place. Oh, really? I haven't been in there in forever. Yeah, is uh, arcade but still the pool to the area is the... still where that is. But I mean, everything else is redone. Oh, they have pool now. They always had pool in the Union. On the bottom. It's been yeah, so long since I've the doors, been there. By the front doors. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking yeah. in the back because I remember uh, the day after September 11th, like all the kids were still in the. They had a little TV sitting room across from the arcade. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, that's where I would sit when I wasn't, after I spent all my quarters. <laughs> right. And I just remember that. And the pinball was like right next door. Then there was like some lockers and shit, the bowling. But yeah, I ain't been in there forever, so. Hmm. Go in there and check and let me know. Yeah. I might have to come back. <laughs> like a Back to the Future. I'll go in like, there. Trey, <laughs> you were number nine. You're like, what? No. <laughs> but I'm number two by like one point. Yeah. Remember our rock Are you band? kidding me? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that song? Number 16 in the world on Are You Gonna Be My Girl? Yeah. <laughs> For a really? while. Like maybe a week. You don't mess with me, Merrick, and Gabrielle, and <laughs> We didn't really need Trey. her. Vocals were the least scoring on that yeah. one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but uh, this movie definitely inspired me to like be better at video games for no other purpose in ca- than in case this would happen. Or Line Birds, an app for the iPad or the i the uh, <laughs> Apple thing uh, Apple thing the, the, the Apple thing in your pocket what's that called was that one of those eighth out of like one million in the world that's right I had a high school in Jetpack Joyride for a while oh, really were like oh, global leaderboards nice. one. I was in the double digits not that that's something to be proud of but <laughs> yeah but I it, was it is proud. for you. It's proud when you look and you don't see a stupid bugged score where somebody just oh, yeah. cheated. Nine, 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 nine. But yeah, yeah, I don't like that. It sucks. But all the time. And the thing I love about this movie, of course, it it remind that when I'm watching it last night, the first thing I thought of was Tron, just because how dated the effects are. But they still look good mm-hmm. in in their own way. Not in uh, they. I mean, they look, to me, they look better than fucking. I mean, look at that. That looks better than Reboot. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, watched Reboot. Yeah. I did, too. I, I liked Reboot. <laughs> Dot and Glitch, and that's all that I remember. That was the first of its kind. And yeah. yeah, I mean, and a weekly show. But, I mean, the effects for its time, like, it still looks great. The makeup, the, all the aliens look cool, but not as good as Star Wars aliens, but they're more of a little... The aliens are kind of more family, or kiddish, I should say, maybe. not, And they're really not quite frightening, except the bad guys. Where they're, like, kind of Freddy Krueger burnt face you know thing going on because I mean Greg I mean he's an alien but he's he's so cool he's like cool. you said and, you know and I like how of course Daniel Hurley is an old guy but he, I like how he still kind of plays him even though in that makeup I always assumed he was an older 
you know, he's kind of like not a grizzled vet. I mean, he's a veteran, but he's, you know, he's like <laughs> <laughs> laughing like he does in the film. And he's just such a good co-pilot. I mean, I, I'd have to pick Chewbacca over him naturally, but I would definitely I also found wouldn't mind Greg on my side. Kind of funny, the, uh, the whole camaraderie of the whole trailer park area. <laughs> he's about to get the high score well of course in the middle of nowhere and it's not a trailer park Daniel it's a trailer it a, court thank excuse you excuse me thank you sorry I'm, I'm, I made note of that to my <laughs> wife on the side she's like oh I guess the because tra- she, she's like oh I guess trailer park people like that stuff I'm like hey first of all <laughs> if I had an arcade in my trailer park I, that's where I'd have been the whole time <laughs> but then like like you said everybody's like oh god he's gonna beat this score and they're all out there so but I mean honestly all I had to do was either go to the lake or watch the kid play the arcade machine oh. And the targeting say, system looked like Goldeneye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, the Gunstar is definitely in my top five spaceships uh, of all time. I like the fact that it's badass looking. It's only, it's, you know, it's, it's a fighter. It's two people. All right. So you, you and your co-pilot, you know, not an astromech droid. <laughs> I'd, I'd take a Gunstar over an X-Wing. Oh, Most definitely. I mean, look at that. It's fucking badass. It's no Millennium Falcon. All right. Or, you know, Firefly-class starship, but it'll do in a pinch. That'll do. I take it over an Enterprise, but not a Bird of Prey. Hmm. Enterprise, you got to have too many people. Bird of Prey, like nine of us, us three, our wives, we can just jump on a Bird of Prey and go wherever we want. That's yeah. enough for the crew. Thor was on, Thor operated the Enterprise by himself. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, to go straight. <laughs> I don't know if he could turn. <laughs> He died during and that's it, the thing, but, you know, you know. You know, Star Trek, you know, I love, again, I love Star Trek. They have all this, like, you know, technology replicators and, like, like exactly like you said. So why do you need all these fucking people on the ship? Right. And you can just, doot, doot, doot. Head, of course, heading set, Captain. Let's all go to the bar and just wait make, till the ship gets there. Let's make Siri do it. You know, <laughs> Siri, take me to wherever. Alpha Centauri. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But needless to say, this movie has a very special place in my childhood. So naturally, when we get to the end, my score will... It's, I can't be unbiased for this movie. Oh, so anyway, uh, like I mentioned, this movie was the first of its kind of the special effects. And you'd be happy to know this, Daniel. Uh, a lot of the scenes with the Bay Unit were shot after principal photography was done because in test screenings, the audience really liked that, the humor aspect and everything. So they went back and shot more of that. Pretty much all these scenes were in after, excuse me, everything else was filmed. That's why if you notice his hair is different, it's because he's wearing a wig because he already cut his hair mm-hmm. after the film. Excuse me, sorry. Don't bring me a Dr. Pepper again. (laughs) Sabotaging the podcast. And it should be noted, too, that uh, Atari actually programmed games for its 5200 Super System uh, to tie in with the movie. Never released, although a couple of, like, you know, demos, for lack of a better word, did get out. Uh, But there was never a game, there was never an official game tie-in released. Uh, However... The basis for the last Starfighter game actually became a game for the 2600 revamped uh, as Solaris. So kind of some of the programming became that. Uh, and the first thing I thought of when Centauri pulled up in his star car was it's it's a DeLorean. As a matter of fact, That's the first it thing is, came up with me. It <laughs> is because uh, uh, the first thing I thought when they're driving that when he's when Alex gets in after Beta gets out that he was about to say all right once we get to 88 miles per hour we'll go to the space. <laughs> Uh, but it actually was a uh, DeLorean, uh, which they use simply because, again, a DeLorean is stainless steel. It looks futuristic. And, of course, Back to the Future was 85, I believe, so it was actually before 
was it 85 or 84? It's been so long. Back to the Future, the first one. 85. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, so this was, you know, pretty Back to the Future. So maybe they thought, hey, Carlin's cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll make it better. <laughs> we'll make it cooler. And we'll go with it. Yeah, but unfortunately, there's really not much background, you know, kind of behind the scenes or interesting stuff. Aside from the Halloween tie-in to the first three Halloween movies with the director, main actor, and supporting actor. Uh, so... That's I hate to say it, but there's just not not much else to elaborate on. Uh, I would watch this movie again in a heartbeat. The score is phenomenal, which of course we opened the show with, uh, which I completely forgot how good it was until again watching this. I was like, oh damn, I need to download it uh, legally, of course. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's just it's especially for its time, it's great. Of course, now nobody's ever going to want to watch this movie again because we have Ender's Game. Which there are very, as I mentioned at the beginning, there's very, there's a lot of similarities to it. So now people can be like, oh, I saw that that old movie was on TV last Starfighter, just like Ender's Game, which I think the book did come out before this movie. I think I don't know, I don't, I don't know book dates, <laughs> but uh, a lot of similarities uh, to the cover, uh, the core story. But nevertheless, a great film, a great '80s movie, that in my opinion. Always worth revisiting and definitely holds up to today. And you could usually find the Blu-ray at Walmart for like six bucks, hmm. except five ninety-nine or you know eight ninety-nine, whatever, in their little uh, discount section. Where else can you find it? You can also go to awesomepods.com, click on that Amazon link, and get it right there. Oh, cool! Especially if you have Prime, get it. Sh- you don't have to leave your house. Yeah. Sign up for Prime by clicking on that link at awesomepods.com. Bingo! What's your rewind this week? Sports again? Two in a row? Yeah. Sports Rewind. Do that again. All right. <laughs> I like that. Sports Rewind. Main thing uh, about this one was uh, always again, it doesn't have the exact same date as when this movie came out, mm-hmm. but on July 8th of 1984. Five days before? Yeah. Uh, a person by the name of John McEnroe in the Wimbledon finals beat Jimmy Connors. Who cares about the score of it? What what <laughs> I was really going to jump into here was the famous kind of rivalries of tennis. Mm-hmm. You have Connors and McEnroe. You have um, probably the main one for us when we were going up is Agassi and oh, Sampras. Yeah. Now and eventually Agassi and Federer, which wasn't so much a rivalry, but more yeah. so were like a... I would never, because it really wasn't. It wasn't. They were friends. I mean. Yeah. But, I mean, and they weren't really equal. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Agassi was kind of way past his prime when Federer was just, he still did so good. <clears throat> there were so many close matches. The, the latest one would definitely be Nadal and uh, What's his, uh, uh, Federer. Yeah. Although. Yeah, Federer is getting a little, little more. Bit. Nadal. That was so probably like. Agassi. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that would be like the late 2000s. Mm-hmm. The what would you say? Like, I guess that's what you would say. To, like, if it was 2009, the late 2000s. The late aughts. Late aughts. Aughts, yeah. But uh, just looking at some of the video back no in the day with the, the the length of the shorts in tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them tennis players of the Daisy Duke song. And uh, now the equipment, the tennis racket, is so much different now. It is. These people had to play with finesse because you couldn't hit it tremendously hard because of the racket. Look how slow the, the ball yeah. goes. 
so they had like, it's had, like it really is like pong yeah. it was more of a finesse game now it's more of a power game if you mm-hmm. john isner who's a 611 uh, guy from the u.s he has a ridiculous serve but if you happen to break his serve you're probably going to win because he's not going to break you because he can barely move he's not the fastest tennis player in the world because he's seven foot tall but he'll Jeez, serve wow. it by you in a heartbeat but Anyway, I was just getting on to some of the duos of it. You had duos in all kinds of sports. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of had um, people talk about Jordan and, and uh, Larry Bird, but it really wasn't. Yeah, it was Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Would be. I don't know if you had to pick one for Jordan. Who would it be? Barkley, maybe himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's always trying to be. <laughs> so, I mean, would, yeah, I mean. Because at that point you had good people. You had, I mean, you had amazing athletes in the NBA, mm-hmm. and then you had Michael Jordan. Yeah, I mean, Bird and Magic really started. It's just general popularity, but mm-hmm. Jordan made it what yeah. it is today oh, by far. But anyway, Manning Brady, that's a good one. Or yeah. Manning 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 Manning. Uh, sometimes I don't know, yeah. I mean, Manning yeah. Brady's also this year wasn't Manning interesting, Brady. but with the Manning Bowl, but the Manning yeah. Brady was Manning Brady was. That really was good. I turned the damn game off. Oh, you turned it off. It was 24 nut, and I was like, oh, half. well, that's it. <laughs> oh, I choice. mean, I went back and watched it. I mean, oh, okay. I, I, I looked, and it was 24-14. I was like, oh, okay, they're coming back. Okay. Let me turn it back on now. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Anyway, that yeah. was... Sports Rewind. From a cave. <laughs> underground. <laughs> or underground 80s bunker. Uh, anyway, again, in the real world, July 13th, 1984... Kind of an interesting story here. Uh, he spells his last name where Terry Wallace, although it's spelled W-A-L-I-S, so I'm assuming it's Wallace. Uh, he was a 19-year-old living in the Ozark Mountains of Arkansas, and he falls into a deep coma after a severe automobile accident. Happy ending. 19 years later, he awakes. <laughs> I was wondering where about he was going with that. <laughs> wow. So he probably, obviously, a severe automobile accident. He was driving home after seeing this movie, got an automobile accident, and his brain went to Rylon or some other planet where he <laughs> saved the galaxy, and he lived for 19 years training other starfighters, and then they beamed him back to his body to live on Earth. Wow. I always thought about that, like, yeah. you know, if I, you know, because, of course, you, you know, lucid dreaming and you dream, and if you're in a coma for that long, I mean, who knows the epic life you'd live while you were in that coma? It's true. I mean, I have some pretty epic dreams, you know, but then I also have some weird-ass dreams that make no sense, like, Driving a go kart away from a T Rex in a lumber yard. Could you imagine waking up though, nineteen years, your age, nineteen years? And it's just years. you know, to you, it's yeah. I was running away one time from a bomber in the war. Obama in a war. <laughs> no, oh, a bomber. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. With here Jesse. we go. Got to get Daniel, Come here. We got a. Yeah. Uh, I need you to run away from me. <laughs> I'll give you ten seconds. Make a run. One, two, ten. <laughs> You're a cheater, Obama. Uh, here I come. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Me and my NSA buddies round your right up. <laughs> anyway, anything else? <laughs> Not a weird. Uh, I can't remember the dream last night, but it was Breaking Bad related because we stopped on a like. You were Mister White. It, no, it, it Someone's was calling it, you there bitch were characters in the movie. I mean, and from the series in the dream, I can't remember anything. I just remember like tossing and turning, like, no, what's going on here? But we stopped. We're not. I mean, I'm almost finished with the series. We got f- literally four episodes left, so we're on the fifth to the end, fifth from the end episode. And it, have you seen it? Have you well, seen the series? Good thing I didn't spill any sp- spoilers. Yeah, I watched every single one. I mean, okay, so 
Uh, Daniel, are you ever going to watch Breaking Bad? Mm. Okay, anyway. So uh, bad. We got five, four episodes left. Last night it ends. And I, okay, attention everybody. Is that all on Netflix? No, I had to download oh, yeah. the uh, the last eight of the okay. uh, last season. The first half's on there. Yeah. Now the other ones. Silly. Okay, if anybody has not seen Breaking Bad or are interested in watching it, turn the podcast off. We'll see you next week. Cowabunga. So you got five <laughs> seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, spoilers starting now. Uh, is the episode where they lure Walt out to the money. Yeah. And then the other people show up and they start shooting everybody. Right. And I have a terrible feeling about what's going to happen. Oh, so you haven't seen what happens next. I haven't seen next. what happens next. We stopped well, last here night. Well, No! <laughs> Nick, you two will watch me murder Jesse. <laughs> Jesse! Jesse! <laughs> Say my name! <laughs> but, uh, anyway, I'm like, I'm like, my wife gets up like at 4 a.m. because she goes to work out before she goes to work. And she goes right. to work early. So it's like, I'm like I want, like, I, I have a sink. I have to know what happens now. Like, and she's like, I can. I'm like, okay, fine. So obviously, I, there were different people from Breaking Bad in my dream to sum up the story. Uh, and that just really, I don't know. It, but it, it made me uncomfortable. Like, I mean, it woke me up several times at the night. But again, I can't remember anything. I just know that like Hank and Mr. White were in it. And there was, I don't know what was going on. It was one of those yeah. like restless. I should have watched the next episode regardless. So I would have had closure. Answers. And then, like, of course, I'm like, oh, I got the podcast tonight. She's going to be asleep by the time I get home. i got to wait till fucking Wednesday to see what happens next. Next one's a flashback episode. Oh, so. thank God. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a bad thing, I would think. Nah. Yeah, it would. It's like instead like, of giving you the answers, like, oh, here's something that happened five years ago that doesn't matter now. And I got to say, like, I mean, again, I haven't finished the series yet. It is great, but there's, like, the first half of this last season, I was just like, what this is, what's going on. And then the what would have been the mid-season finale where Hank finds the book. Mm-hmm. And then every episode since then has been like... Yeah, you got some really good ones the, coming up. Uh, uh, the guy who directed Looper, Rain. What's his name? He's He's been... He directed a few Breaking Bad oh, wow. that are coming up that you... That's awesome. Because one thing I... Honestly, one of my favorite things about Rain the Johnson, show is the name? direction of it. Yeah, like all the, it's It's done so well. All, very inventive with their camera angles. It, it's very unique. Uh, and I can't wait to finish it. So yeah. I've gone this far without any spoilers. The only spoiler... Did you watch this one? Ozymandias or whatever? Okay, that must be the one you're on then. That last one that you just watched was mm-hmm. killer. Uh, what's going on? Uh, I've been so good at avoiding spoilers. Uh, so far, I should say. Uh, the only one... Uh, me and my friend Perry is one of the podcasts. Our, our, for our birthdays every year, we always make a card from... Like, with... like. The first one he sent me was Lando and uh, Han, like, you know, off, like, a, they were giving, hugging each other, like, a, you know, it was like a, not on screen thing, but just like, you know, back, off, behind the, uh, behind the scenes goofing off or something. Right. You know, and, uh, and then one year he sent me a Raiders of the Lost Ark, I sent him one with, uh, I don't forgot, The Office or something. Anyway, whatever we're, like, into at the time. So this year I did a Breaking Bad one. Uh, I don't think he'll listen to this before, <laughs> even if he does listen to it. Man. Uh, but anyway, I'm... Uh, it was. I'll, I'll tell you people. I don't mean that derogatorily. Everybody. Uh, but anyway, the front of the card is Hank and Marie sitting at their table, and it says she's on the phone. And it's like, hey Perry, just want to tell you happy birthday. And then you open it up, and at the top it has a picture of Marie, and she's like, just want to let you know you rock. And at the bottom has this angry Hank face, and he's like, he's a mineral. Because of course you've seen the show. He right. harps on her about it. <laughs> and then on the back it has uh, Jesse. He says, yeah, science bitch. <laughs> So that's, but we always do cards based on that. Like he did, like I said, last year it was three amigos for me. So, yeah, you know, we, that's kind of what we do each year. We don't get each other presents or anything. We just give each other a, a 
we try our best to make a funny card to make the other person laugh. This year was Breaking Bad. But there, I, as it turned out, I did see a spoiler, but it looked so fake on the internet that I didn't think, I was like, that's odd. And didn't even think about it. But it was when uh, Fran gets his face blown off in the, uh, with the bell oh, ringer right, right, right. in the uh, nursing yeah, yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. And where, where, you know, the camera pans yeah, and the... you realize his face is gone. And I saw the internet and like, I didn't click on the, the picture. Of course, Google, it's a tiny picture. Like, why is he half Terminator? Right, right. Because it, it didn't look real. You didn't know when that, I saw yeah. it. I was like, eh. I didn't click on it, like I said. But of course, that was. It turned out being a spoiler. But did you it realize didn't. it before that? Like as it when, happened, as it was zooming in, I, oh, I was like, oh, that is real. But of course, <laughs> I mean, I didn't expect him to survive that anyway with the explosion that they showed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I would have had he survived that. I'd been like, okay. Yeah. But I will finish this series very shortly, and then we'll not have to worry about shows like this that tell spoilers <laughs> on any aspect of it. But anyway, yeah. even though that wasn't a Back to the Future, I guess that can that can actually pass for this one. <laughs> so that's also your Back to the Future for the week. <laughs> Talking about Breaking Bad, where I'm currently at in Breaking Bad. Yeah. And if you haven't Back actually, if you haven't watched it, if you ago. just listened to it, you got a whole bunch of shit ruined for you. But you just still watch it. It's uh, every aspect of it is bad. Although I must say this, no one shows a watch on a and uh, AMC or pretty much Walking Dead and now, retrospectively Breaking Bad. They really give women like the shaft on their shows. I haven't watched Mad Men, but like I would say, the women characters the in uh, Walking Dead. We all know how aggravating they are. Uh, Skyler and fucking Walking uh, Walking Dead, Breaking Bad is just one of the most like uh, just hate this one. I know <laughs> I hate her so much. It's very hateable, and that's not that's not Anna. I think Anna Gunn's the actress. Yeah, not her right. fault. I mean, she's a good actress, but her that character is just like makes you want to pull your hair out as does several characters in Breaking Bad um, and everything Walking Dead as well but they pretty much rectified most of the problem characters in that series <laughs> last season there just aren't any women in comic book men yeah <laughs> yet <laughs> but anyway uh, score wise Daniel what would you give The Last Starfighter I gave it about a 7 ah, daggers in my heart it's a good score for me. <laughs> it is a good score for you. 9.0 for me. Two nines. Uh, of course, we record two shows at a time. We did Karate Kid, so yeah, it's I mean, two nines in a row for me. But again, I am very biased against this one. I cannot separate that part of my being, <laughs> of my childhood playing video games, having to get my three initials on any game uh, after this one because of the imagination that it inspired me yeah. to... No matter what game it was, like I said, if I was playing fucking Duck Hunt, you know, I was the last Duck Hunter. I wouldn't care. Last it would still be epic. What would be the worst, best and worst game for that to be true in for you? For what? For a situation like this. Oh, where if like, you win, that you become yeah, like, that person, like basically? Like you, like, we talked about Suicoden earlier. Like, you know, if you beat Suicoden, like, all of a sudden, like, it says you have the great, you have the greatest percentage of victory ever, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, all of a sudden, a portal opens and some dude pops out. You must come with me to the world of Suicoden to fight for real. Donkey Kong. That's pretty bad. <laughs> that would be. It's like, I can't really jump over barrels. Like, you know oh, that, right? <laughs> like, oh, God! <laughs> Why can't I go left or right? Why can't I go forward chasing or me? I'm surprised yeah, I made a movie of Donkey Kong yet. Donkey Kong the movie. You have to go up this high rise as barrels are falling. That's another one. Like uh, any of them that's physical like that, like Street Fighter. Yeah. It's like we have entered you in the tournament. You. What? I don't really know how to fight. I can only push buttons. So you're like you just get killed in the first round, Mortal Kombat. Just kill him. They tell now real steel real steel yeah, yeah that could work you have to control your fighter uh 
Yeah, those wouldn't work. I guess a better way to put it would be what game universe would you like to be taken into to be a part of, a participant in? I'd say Mass Effect. I can World say that right off the top of the bat. That'd be a good one because of the world. Yeah. yeah. Of and Warcraft. Probably be yeah. Right. And it's MMO, so like, you know, you'd start off level one when you enter the world, oh, yeah. and you'd have to build yourself up. You'd have to level up and yeah. do some quests. It'd be exciting. It would probably be that. Warcraft. Put so damn many hours into it. Anyway. Are you still doing it? Because <laughs> they updated the graphics. Oh, no. snap. And I probably could. Now the level cap's 100. <laughs> yeah, I probably couldn't. Wow. Yeah, I don't play it, but I saw the BlizzCon mm-hmm. thing. My brother wow. and his fiance still play it. Last year for Christmas, they're sitting cool. on the counter with their laptops right next to each other. Just nice. I think whatever the Pandaria. Oh, and I missed the game. Just definitely. came out. That's cool that they do that. I mean, Melissa and I played, but anyways. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife played. We bowling, best. you know. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> similar. <laughs> Me and Andrews play Smash Bros. <laughs> That's something. Better than we bowling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Anyway. That about does it for this week, everybody. Of course, if you need to send us an email, send us some information. Tell us the game worlds you would like to live in and have somebody appear in, in reality and take you there to be your character. Or Kung Fu, <laughs> the one where you're on the log. That's what I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> that ties into last week's yeah. Karate Kid. <laughs> Except, you know. Okay, Star Fox then. That's basically the last Starfire. It'd be cool. You're sitting, roll. There, you're sitting there, and all of a sudden the door opens and a fox comes in. Hey, I'm recruiting you, Sedgley. It'd be cool to, to go into roll. the worlds in Mario 64. All of them. Yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. But let us know yours, everybody. 80srevisited at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook, the web, and Twitter's at Awesome Pods. Uh, I'm not forgetting nothing aside from there are other shows on the Awesome Podcast Network, <laughs> such as Geekly Dose, Duo Attack, the Jesse Sedgley Podcast, Why Don't You Know This, Republic City Report, the upcoming Nintendos, and hopefully many more in the future. Yep. So, uh, of course, like I like to say, if you like this one, you like those as much, if not better, depending on your interests. But if you like 80s movies, you'll like this one a lot better than any of those other ones. Just saying, if you like 80s movies, this is the place to be on the Awesome Podcast continent. <laughs> if we were a continent, I'd like to think we'd be Europe. <laughs> you know, a lot of diversity. Yeah, it's true. That's, you know, oldest Asia would be duo attack. Or, you know, because it's very specific. I don't know. <laughs> I'm grasping at straws here for references. But anyway, everybody, uh, next week we return and we will be talking about another eh, classic to some, not as nearly beloved to myself as this movie, but a very Prey, similar movie. We'll have to do that one soon. <laughs> I mean, nobody's going to know what we're talking about, <laughs> but that's what you for. That's okay. For. That's right. Uh, but next week, we'll do the Dennis Quaid, Lewis Gossett Jr. classic, Enemy Mine. Maybe not classic to some people, but here are our thoughts on it next week, only on 80s Revisited. Until then, I remain Trey Harris. I'm Daniel San Angelo. Jesse Sedgley. Cowabunga! That's good. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs>